Don't... We missed all the gold about everyone needs a porn email. Everyone needs a porn email. Which I'll, I'll briefly explain, just so we have this on um, on re- <laughs> on record. Feels unnecessary. Oh, feels unnecessary, but I'm going to come clean because I think it's 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 funny and also uh, uh, hey. <laughs> very nice. Um, every man needs a porn email. So every week, you know, if you if you subscribe, just pick a porn site, subscribe to their mailing list, and every week Why do they have mailing lists. They do. <laughs> And every Why? week, and every week, oh, some um, some new boobs. Yeah, and every week you'll have some tits in your inbox, and that's it. That's it. It's like subscribing to, as I said earlier, the Anne Summers mailing list. You do it, so you've got something exciting. I always, I look forward to Fridays because that's what that's when I get my porn email. <laughs> so, who have you signed up to? Oh, no, I'm not, I'm not going to say that out loud. I'll, I'll tell you when we're off air. But it's Dan but just it's keep recording at that point. Yeah, um, but it's but it's it's a well known one. Um, you know, in the porn circle. <laughs> Does it rhyme with Dawn Hub? No, it doesn't rhyme with Dawn Hub. No. Okay. Um, but you, they are you Dawn. <laughs> but it but it's very nice. It's very tasteful. Um, yeah, we saw. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. Um, and this this week because it's nearly Christmas, it was a Christmas themed one. Mm. So I saw some Christmas boobs uh, just before Christmas. It's amazing. You didn't I'm happy. It. Everyone's happy. And like I said, <clears throat> any man who who doesn't have a porn email that comes into their inbox, either hasn't signed up or is lying, because you're. Well, in- those I mean, are the two yeah, that, that that is <laughs> yeah. that is literally the case. Yeah, absolutely. <laughs> but I just want to restate that. So um, so guys, do yourselves a favour. Get yourself a porn email. And and every week you'll have some tits such in your a inbox. Weird idea. And every every week you'll have some tits. Because the thing is, why I don't do w- they need mailing lists? I don't know. I don't know. know. But I don't want to be one of them mucky men that you know spends Ooh, ages. Oh, you're mucky like, man. <laughs> yeah, mucky, mucky man. You're a mucky man. I've, do, do you know all I've done is I've I've put my email in a box. I've said okay, and now every every week a website gives me some tits for free, and that's it. Just goes there. You go. There's your tits. Hello and welcome to the Too Much Time on Our Hands podcast. Happy very nearly new year everyone. It's not quite 2019 but it is just around the corner, maybe behind another porn email that you've been waiting for that whole time. Um, I hope you enjoyed our last Christmas episode. This of course is is going to be dealing with what was our favourite games, one and whatever and everything else this year. As always it's the classic threesome in the fuck bunker or to my... Fucking hell. To my right, Dan. We made it another year, man. We made it another year. To my left, Russ. Happy 20 whatever the hell this is. A nice one. In the middle, it's me, Tom. And in the wank shed up in Scotland (coughs) is Duncan. Unmute your mic, Duncan. Don't think it's muted. Fucking hell. Hi, Duncan. (laughs) Play along just just for the intro. Hogmanay, you haggis. Just yeah. oh. <laughs> You just broke up. Don't bloody blame me if your internet is shocking. Oh yeah, because I've got our internet. It's is like shocking. pushing a rock up Olympus. It is. It's it's pushing a struggle, a Duncan. Give us a hi. Give us a hello. Right. Give us a hello. Just say hello. Hello. There we go. Great. Excellent. Well, happy, never, very nearly New Year to you, Duncan. How have you been? All right. 
a lot of traveling. <laughs> it always happens around Christmas. It's a lot of traveling. But anyway. Excellent. I'm a, great. Brilliant. I'm going to hand over to Dan now, who's going to tell us what we're going to be doing in this episode. Right. So, no lists or anything. No top tens. No top fives. The Africa Cup done their top ten Christmas movies. Top sevens. Yeah, top seven. There we go. Um, we're just going to talk about stuff we liked in 2018. We're going to keep it positive. We're going to talk about... Uh, <laughs> Keep it positive. No sarcasm. No sarcasm at all. Uh, uh, themes of, of 2018, things that really sum up your 2018, obviously relevant to what we usually talk about, not like like other stuff outside of the podcast, but just, <laughs> I don't know where I'm going with this. I'm, I've been thrown off. You don't want me to talk about my penis off? No, again, yeah, basically, <laughs> yeah. You can talk about that if you like. Yeah. Um, but yeah, which it's just stuff we liked in 2018, stuff we started playing in 2018, because... I, I don't think there's enough chatter about things that have come out previously that that has been may have been missed by some people. I do like that idea. Yeah. Because the best things you I think it should be the best things you experienced this 2018. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Yeah, yeah, 100%. Yeah, definitely. 100%. And like things uh, things that you you've um, you've moved over to, like things that new, that are new to you. Yes, yeah, exactly. I like said. it. New experiences. Yeah, new experiences. Kind of yeah, yeah, that kind of thing. So yeah. I mean, where do we want to start? Do we just want to start talking about games? I think I think let's just let's just pull in. Let's yeah. just pull in. Someone just go. This was an experience that changed my life. I, okay, right. I'm gonna shut my eyes. Okay, and I'm gonna try. I'm gonna spin myself around a little bit. And I'm just gonna point my finger and. Right. So Russ, Russ, you're pointing at the ceiling. Yeah, <laughs> Russ. Ah, uh, God, I don't fucking know. Um, is that notes on your phone? It's clearly notes. Yeah, but I mean, I <laughs> I just wrote down a bunch of TV shows that I liked, and you've now made this all sort of philosophical. No, 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 it's anything. That TV anything, shows are included. Anything. Well, so the first thing I was going to mention was uh, I've really been enjoying Marvel just sticking the landing of their first arc of what they're yeah. of what they're doing. So obviously we've got Infinity War four 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 part two to come. <laughs> yes. Colon Endgame. Yeah. Uh, but basically. 2018 has, has seen sort of the end phase of 10 years of, of that studio. And, you know, we're on MCU film 20-something now. Mm. There's nothing else that comes close to having that sort of level of continued quality over that shorter time span. Amen, yeah. brother. You're doing such a good job. The three films that were released last year as well, or this year, depending when you're listening to it, were three of the better films they've ever released as well. Black Panther was amazing. Yeah, so, so it was Black Panther, yeah. Ant-Man and the Wasp, and Infinity, Infinity War, War yeah. 4, 4, Part 1. Yeah. I have not seen Ant-Man and the Wasp. It's really good. I mean, it's very yeah. good. Yeah. I Jolie really liked the first Ant-Man, so I think it won't be a very hard sell. Yeah, no, it's, it's well worth a watch. So yeah, I I, I think they've been... They're kind of knocking it out of the park. Yeah, and that's what it is. So it's not just not... So they did release three very good films this year, but looking back over the last 10 years, so 2018 is the end of the initial so when they started mm. with let's well, forget about Hulk when they started with Iron Man this is now the end of that mm. phase or whatever the hell they're calling it because the phases are something else aren't they yeah epoch or whatever they <laughs> want to call it of, of the MCU yeah. and wow you know I don't think they could possibly have dreamt that it would go this well when they got Iron Man greenlit the, the other thing I like about it is that they they can now afford to keep their cards close to their chest. They're not trying to sell films anymore because they just sell themselves. Um, and as a result, it becomes much more exciting for consumers. 
mm. for, for people that watch these films, um, it, it becomes much more of a mystery. We have no idea what we're going to get from Endgame. We had, no, yeah. yes, we do. Okay, we have... A, are we going to get a mass resurrection? Yeah, of course, yeah, of course we, are. we are. Yeah, But we, we don't have any idea how it's going to happen, though. Mm, I mean, we've got theory. We know. We we've know theories. We know yes. that people are getting undusted. Yeah, and I'll be fucking amazed if Cap and Iron Man come out of this one unscathed. Yeah, I kind of think so. As well. um, you think they're going to die? Yeah, at least one of them. I think both. Um, maybe they'll do each other. <laughs> maybe, <laughs> and then kill each other. <laughs> but it, hey. these these are. Um, they're just great films, and they now know how to market them correctly. It feels like, and also th- somehow they've managed not to become boring. It's quite incredible that people aren't just sick of superhero movies. Well, what they've done is they. There's no such thing as just a bog standard superhero film. These these films are are different genres within the genre. Yeah. So, like Ant Man films are generally heist films. Uh, the Captain America films are political thrillers. The Iron Man films are slightly like uh, they're, they're probably the closest to a straight ahead action film, but they are very techy at the same time. Um, yeah, and like Iron Man three is kind of a. I wouldn't say that's. It's well, not a super. It's it's yeah. it's more. It's Tony Stark the movie. It's not an Iron Man film. Well, it's, it's really. He actually he actually spends more time out of the suit. Yeah. yeah. Than in it. Because they spent an absolute fortune signing him on, so yeah, they were. Well, like, also uh, because, and this is true of pretty much any of these characters, yeah. they are more interesting when they're out of the suit. Mm. They're more awesome when they're in the suit, but they're not characters then. They're which is why I do like the ending of Iron Man Three, which was mm. like, so he's only had one shit suit for the whole game. Yeah, uh, it's for the whole game for the whole film. So let's give him like. <laughs> A hundred suits. Yeah, <laughs> like you yeah. can just choose whatever suit now, and he can jump into them, and they'll just. Uh, that was cool though when he was like leaping around and jumping in and out of suits. That was very cool. Yeah. Well, well, like, and I think we said this maybe. Well, last... they ruined Extremis. Sorry. Yeah, it was all right. I didn't, I didn't <clears> hate it. They've kind of brought it back with the bleeding edge stuff, though, haven't they? In um, in Infinity. Yeah, yeah. It would have so been excited. a bit weird if the baddies like because in the don't the people like go into like a weird cocoon for a bit mm. and then sort of mm. come out being all amazing. Mm. Um, but what? We were discussing about before, and I've totally forgotten what I was going to say. <laughs> Sorry, that's all right. Um, it is Marvel's ability to they've created their own Marvel universe. So in in many ways, a lot of the comics you've got different universes. So you've got the Ultimate Universe, you've got the standard MCU uh, Marvel universe. Now the MCU is its very own living, breathing Marvel universe. Yeah. With its own set of rules. Are we still talking about what happened that was cool in 2018, or are we now just talking about why Marvel uh, is yeah. awesome? <laughs> yeah, but they nailed it particularly in 2018. Good save. Yeah, good save. Yes. Um, and and timing of the films coming out is perfect as well. The Black Panther coming out is kind of like a an opening act it was fantastic. Then Infinity War really kind of shocked shocked us, and then uh, Ant Man and Wasp was like the when you go home after a particularly harrowing film and watch Toy Story to cheer yourself up a bit. <laughs> so it's, it's the, the, it was a great three-piece uh, release. I didn't mean for it to come out like that at all. <laughs> uh, that was but, so graphic. But it was a great... The, the, the way they were released was, was timed to perfection. And mm-hmm. I, the next year shaping up to be equally as good as well. Here, here. Well said, all. So, how many films are there confirmed for next year? Is it currently Seven just the two? Cap- Captain Marvel, uh, 
Endgame, and Far From Home. Is that that's coming out next year? Yeah. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Which <laughs> yeah, which is fine. Yes. But yeah. So yeah, Marvel knocking it out of the park again is another thing that happened last year. Sure. Fair play. Uh, who wants to go next? I mean, the the only three films I think we saw I or Emma and I managed to see in the cinema were were the Marvel films, and I don't regret that necessarily. They were very good. They were very enjoyable. Good. Yeah, I love that, and uh, I don't. I don't regret that. <laughs> <laughs> that was brilliant. You sound like an old XMP being interviewed somewhere. <laughs> yeah. yeah. I don't regret that. Yeah. Uh, very, very. <laughs> Um, I, I got something. Uh, it's more personal yeah. than, mm -hmm. than anything. Um, my return to being a frequent cinema goer oh. last year. Um, it's thanks mm -hmm. in, in no small part to the the um, to what to Terry and Sonia at theatrical cut. Um, I picked up a Cineworld card, and uh, I told myself as long as I see two films a year, two films a month, sorry, it's one hundred percent worth the money. So I made myself go see two films every month at least, um, and then stemming from that. Um, my introduction to actually enjoying horror films as well, which mm. has never been the case. There's been so many good horror films that come out this year that are not maybe not necessarily that scary, but usually horror films. I'm a massive. No, I'm not going to go see that. But but uh, films like Hereditary, Endless, the new Halloween films, fantastic as well. I've seen a ton of really really good horror films, and and like it's it's made it's opened up this whole new genre I've never even really thought about before. So I will be going back and, and looking at the top 20 horror films of the year. I've already got my eye on Unsane, the one with uh, Claire Foy. Well, that could be one of about 40 films this year. But um, yeah, just going to cinema more. And then leading on from that, I went to... Yeah, there you go. Okay. Uh, and then leading on from that, um, things like going to... Well, I'm just going to carry on. Going to the Odyssey for the first time. I still fun. haven't been, which is pretty much unforgivable. We'll go next year. We'll go next year, definitely. Um, um, and then uh, going to Secret Cinema, going to see Blade Runner at Secret Cinema, which was a fantastic experience. Uh, watching Dawn of the Dead in a shopping centre, just like forcing myself. Oh, that's awesome. Yeah, it was really cool. And like forcing myself to go and watch more and more films, basically, at the cinema. And because I always tell myself, I'll just watch them when they come out on DVD. Mm. And then I never do. So going to the cinema has opened my mind up to a number of different things. Um, and gay sex and yeah obviously yeah. yeah yeah well that was already happening um yeah the love of a strong arm <laughs> exactly yeah <laughs> forcing myself to go and see things that i wouldn't normally go see forcing myself to see films i wouldn't normally see yeah if i went to see just the films that i, I would normally see i would never have gone to see a film like leave no trace which was easily my favorite film of the year last year um and yeah city world card that's that's sums up 2018 in in, in in terms of like nerd culture, and I hate that term, um, I'd say a Cineworld card was like a third of my year potentially. But yeah, twenty eighteen. Thank you, cinema. Great. So I played a game for the first time in twenty eighteen. Yeah, was and that? it's been out for a while. Yeah, <clears throat> is it Skyrim on the Switch? No, no, no. That wasn't me. That was James. Uh, I've listened back to the previous episode. Oh, okay. Yeah, of course. Yeah, <laughs> it was a game that really affected me on many, many levels. And it didn't come out in 2018. Yeah, it actually came out, um, I think, about four or five years ago. And it's Soma. 
Oh, do you guys remember Soma? I do. The one set yeah. under underwater. Yeah. You sort of start off as a guy going into a hospital for a brain scan, and the next thing you know, you wake up on um, an underwater uh, base. Yeah. Uh, called Pathos, and uh, sorry, with the satellite called Pathos and all yeah. that sort of stuff. Um, and it's all basically about mind scanning and digital souls and all that sort of stuff. I found it at once an incredibly scary film. Not film. An incredibly scary game to play. Mm. But the ending, it's all about... Basically, the Earth has undergone some horrendous apocalyptic episode. And yeah. you are very probably the very last kind of vestige of humanity. But it, it's a, basically a big comment on what humanity actually is. Yeah. Because... Humanity doesn't really exist anymore. It's waiting. It's been stuck under the water in this lab, stuck in this satellite called the Ark, where digital copies of, uh, spoiler alert, digital copies of human minds and souls have been mm. trapped waiting in stasis. And that's all that remains of humanity, is people's minds, people's personalities mm. sort of stored as an entity on this thing, this satellite called the Ark. And that's all it is. And it's your job to try and get that back into space. And the ending is just... It was one of the most affecting and emotional endings that mm. I've seen in a game for a very long time and gave me one of those real moments of, oh, my God, this is so how humanity is going to die. Something horrible is mm. going to happen to the Earth and there's going to be a tiny, tiny little remnant of humanity left that will find some way to keep our ourselves going in some way shape or form as digital copies of something mm. and it, it was just brilliant not only was it incredibly claustrophobic i mean for as a for a survival horror game they nailed the atmosphere um and even though it was really released like you know four or five years ago probably more than that mm. um it was it was ace. It was just really good. Like anyone going into that expecting a Bioshock like experience because it's under the sea. Under yeah. the sea. Um, <laughs> you know, it's not at all. It's not it's not Bioshock. It's much more scary, much more affecting. You are on your own. And I love those kind of technology turning against us kind of <clears throat> stories, because it's always nice to see how people take their sort of tack mm. with it. Yeah. Um heartily recommend it. As I said, very emotional, very affecting ending. Um, the controls are excellent. It's by the same guys that did Amnesia, The Dark Descent. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And those mm. games as well. So really, they've got a good credo. Um, so yeah, great. That was really good. I found it really affecting. And it's a, it's a gameplay experience that's really stuck with me ever since. It's like Bioshock Infinite. It's stuck with me for ages afterwards. And I'm still thinking about it every now and then. Sweet. Yeah, man. Soma. Play it. Love it. Gotta love yeah, horror. I do. Yeah, yeah, definitely. <laughs> <laughs> you just completely trivialised everything I said. <laughs> we need like um, I have them radio studios. They have little cough buttons. We need little. They do, these do have them, but then the other mics pick them up. Also, they're over there. I can't reach it. And my concern is that I'll uh, press a button and nothing will ever be the same again. So yeah. Um, <laughs> that's your uh, Tinder profile, isn't it? <laughs> uh duncan what what what's talk, talk us through your year 2018 right well 2018 was actually like tom it's good to uh 
actually get playing games again. So, um, obviously, moving house was probably the biggest thing, one of the biggest things of the year. Um, the other one was finding out Emma was pregnant. That was pretty big. Um, but, yeah, playing games again. Having moved house, uh, finding uh, that Paisley isn't actually all that bad um which is very good and uh discover it having never played skyrim properly buying skyrim getting quite addicted uh reconnecting playing grand theft auto 5 that is such a good game i know i am several years behind everyone just going wow skyrim is so good but uh very much enjoyed that that was a very good cool no, no but i, I could no. still happily fire up gta 5 or skyrim and then just start that again yeah Oh yeah, I I, I'm still that. working my way through. Uh, really, really enjoying Skyrim, um, even if it is taking uh, for uh, forever. Um, yeah, so thank you, CEX, for <laughs> all the cheap games. <laughs> that is wonderful. Um, With Skyrim, just plow through the story missions and then go and do all the side stuff. Yeah. Otherwise, yeah, you level up so much that the of... the storyline missions end up getting actually really difficult to do. <laughs> that's true if, if you because the more you level up the more the enemies level up and you you, you end up just being way more challenging than it needs to be the um the All last right. the last mission before Sovngarde is mm. particularly difficult trying is that to with the big icy bastard in the cave fucking dragon priest as yeah. well oh my god fuckers yeah Duncan he's Russ has given you some great advice there yeah bash, bash right. through the story and on. then go and dick around because also then you're like all these farmers going, oh, I've lost my chicken. And you're like, I just saved the fucking world, mate. And you're you're hassling me with this penny-ass shit. Well, the, the yeah, I'll go and get your really fucking chicken. Recently is that I, I just got out of Riften and a dragon attacked. <clears throat> and I'm like, oh, fuck, it's a dragon. Uh, right, well, deal with the dragon. It was not difficult. But obviously somewhere along the skirmish, because it wasn't that far from the stables and the guards, uh, they attacked the dragon as well. And dur- I didn't re- fully appreciate that. And at some point, I must have hit a horse. <laughs> and it suddenly came up as a red dot as an enemy. And I was like, we're well, attacked by a bloody horse. And then because I was fighting the horse, the guards attacked me. Wait, wait the, actual, I've got the horse like... started attacking you? Yes, I got attacked <laughs> by one of the horses. I've just get, killed this Get dragon. fucking horse off me! <laughs> <laughs> so, um, yeah, that happened recently. Uh, but, yeah, I have that was... Going to the cinema was a massive treat. Because I haven't been to Zinmark for years, and I went three times this year. It's crazy. Amazing. <laughs> I think that that is. I think that is one more than I've managed this year. What did I see in the cinema this year? I saw Infinity War. See Ant Man. Nope. See Black Panther. Nope. Mission Impossible. Yeah, Mission Impossible. I think Mission Impossible and Infinity War are the two films that I managed to see in the cinema this year. It's fucking pathetic. I yeah. was going to go and see First Man. But then I couldn't. Was that the Neil Armstrong one? Yeah, yeah. I really want to see it. Okay. But um, yeah, I couldn't go for some reason. Cool. Right, who's next? <laughs> and that's my 2018. <laughs> <laughs> um, oh, I'll tell you another game that I played that I really fucking enjoyed. 
But not because, not because, not because. Oh, hang on, sorry, I just managed to, I got myself right inside my hood and that was really comfortable for a minute there. <clears throat> it's not because, again, that it was actually released in this year, but it was something that changed the way I played a game and I rediscovered it again. And I didn't talk about it the first time, but I do want to touch on it again just because Duncan has said playing the Switch and playing Skyrim on it <laughs> I'm only kidding, Dad. I'm not going to talk about Skyrim. You can talk about it if you like. Oh, you, no, no, you actually no, want to gonna... talk about One Two Switch, don't you? I do. I do. <laughs> the genius that is One Two Switch. It is a fantastic game. That's absolutely amazing. Um, no, it's not that at all. Um, it's actually 2018 was the year in which. Um, so towards the end of last year, my wife had a very serious operation. My wife. My wife had a very serious operation. Yeah, it didn't work, actually. Sorry, that was bad. <laughs> no, it's uh, my wife. <laughs> yeah. she, had, she had a very serious operation. She's yeah. absolutely fine now. She's recovered all the way through the year. And it's actually she has regained a little element. She's regained all the... When you're very ill for a while, you the people around you don't really notice a lot. But she, you know, that, that you've changed a lot. But she, she did. She noticed that she'd lost certain <laughs> little sparks about herself and things that she was interested in doing. And... What we, um, what, one of the things that she got really kind of back on top of this year was reading and books, mainly like, like kind of infographic books and stuff like that. Mm -hmm. Anyway, she found these two excellent books for me uh, at this place called the Six Six Book Club. Because, like, previously, you know, the last couple of years, like before this year, she was, she was quite sick. She, you know, really, um, uh, was it anemic? So very mm. tired a lot of the time mm. and all that sort of stuff, not really wanting to go out and do that kind of stuff. But she went to this thing called the 66 Book Club, which runs over in uh, Hemel Hempstead Industrial Estate. There's basically a big book wholesaler. <clears throat> and every uh, two, two, well, sorry, one weekend out of every month, they knock like 75% or 80% off the asking price of books. And you can just go in there and buy them. I found... Um, I found all sorts of stuff in there, comic books, everything you'd imagine, all sorts of stuff. But Jodie found these great books, Star Wars infographics. Sorry. You're right. Yeah. That's right. Based on the films. And it just basically turns all of the films, everything from the amount of costumes characters wear <laughs> to the amount of tones of beige in the film and stuff like that, like on the Jedi thing, it just turns into... And it's it's one of those things that t for, t for me in 2018, it's like my wife getting... Firstly, getting better and then rediscovering how much she loved books. So she's just finding stuff all over the place now. She's just finding random books that she's really interested in. Some of the stuff is about all the crafty stuff she does. Other stuff, she'll find something for me. And it's just really cool to have that back. She's finding mm. all sorts of really awesome books. Like, she's the one that found all of the um, alien novelizations, like River of Pain and, yeah, yeah, and yeah. Sea of Sorrow and all that sort of stuff that are like, you know, they're pretty shit books, actually, in themselves. But it's so cool to just suddenly have, like... You know, mm. wife kind of find. Oh, I found this book, or oh, I've just read this. I've just you know done all the stuff she hasn't been doing for ages. It's really cool. She's loving films as well. She loved um, uh, Infinity War. Absolutely loved that. And I, honestly, her reaction at the end of that film has stuck with me as the the one thing I said. You know, I said if you want to know how good that film is, my wife watched it, and her it, my wife watched it, and her reaction at the end was literally this. She went. What? <laughs> and she like turned to me and was like, "What?" <laughs> and I just sort of turned around. I'm like, "I don't know. <laughs> I don't fucking have a clue what happened there." Um, but yeah, it, was it is like the credits start going, and you're like, "What?" No, no, <laughs> but, no. 
<laughs> so good. She was just literally, she looked so angry. Like, it was so good. Like, so angry, so confused, so pissed off. But it was, it's so lovely to have, like, yeah. that back. That someone, someone to share all of that with again. That's been awesome, actually, doing it with someone else. What are the post-credit scenes? <laughs> and, and doing other stuff. <laughs> Not just doing it, doing oh, it with a lady. <laughs> well, I thought that's what the porn emails were for. But yeah. yeah, there we No, that's just for Christmas tips. <laughs> Yeah, what the I can't, what are the post credit scenes on Infinity War? I can't remember. It's um, Fury and uh, oh yeah, that's it. Hill and, Hill. in the and sending the message to um, it's the Captain Marvel. To Captain Marvel, yeah. yeah. That was it a good end credit scene. And because it, it shows you, like, even if they do sort out the snap, there's still like the world's still going to be pretty fucked up, mm. and like a lot of people would have been hurt or killed. As a result of the snap happening, the snapping. There's um. Is is it half of everyone? Half of it's every, half of all every life. Living every living creature. Yeah. But so I mean, you'd have things like there'd be sort of like food chain problems and <clears throat> biodiversity problems and all that sort of stuff. Ecosystems would collapse. It's a superhero film. Oh, you know, it's worth worth talking about. Yeah. So yeah on, I know. I brought it up yeah. to, with Dan, and he dismissed it as well. On the Empire podcast, where they did they did a You're so spoiler Dan. special about the in, <laughs> Endgame trailer, they pointed out that Thanos killed half of the puppies in the universe. Yeah, but they, they've, <laughs> they've confirmed puppies and cats. Yes, mm. puppies and kittens. Well, it's it's half of every living creature. Yeah, exactly. Yeah. So of course it's half. Of there will be there will be a, a child joyfully playing with their puppy that they probably just picked <laughs> up from a rest rescue shelter and it just disappear into a snap. The thing is, how good would it be if it was, if the, the sort of dustification process was a lot more sort of violent than just <laughs> How the, the, good would it be? How, how hilarious would it be if it was if, 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 if like a puppy Just for dogs, they exploded explode. just with a sort of a, a poof <laughs> just, oh, dust and you're covered in puppy dust. They all go the same way Spider-Man did basically, yeah. Yeah, poof Well no, not crying and like terrified that was that was heartbreaking but if but if they if they just suddenly look a bit shocked and then like like a lemming when you hit the self-destruct button yeah oh no yeah just like that yeah um also if captain captain marvel was like texted or sexted by fury yeah. So she knows that Fury t- contacted her. Do you think that's how Captain Marvel's going to start with her just getting a last dick pic from Fury? <laughs> yeah. Well, it was a pager, wasn't it's it? Just dust. It's just, <laughs> it, it just says, it just says no regrets, but he's taken the, you know, the the E out of uh, regret. The e, E's out of regrets, just no regrets. Just the just one side of one side of the dong starting to dust it's, off. It's just a picture, and just his hashtag YOLO. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Or Dingus. <laughs> actually, yeah, I gotta say, I gotta say, actually, just another film that I watched this year, which I know it didn't come out this year, but I thought was really good, was The Hateful Eight. You seen that film? Tarantino's no, no, Hateful no, Eight. I've not seen it actually. Really good. Really, really good. Mm. Really good. I mean, everyone, you know, if you said to someone, what's like a hallmark of Tarantino films? Yeah. What would you guys say? Hallmark. Like I mean, aside so, from the violence. You mean aside from overrated? Aside from the violence. <laughs> All right. Uh, like messing around with the timeline a bit and the, the okay, messing around with the timeline. Yeah, definitely. And uh, there's one more that. So wi- uh, quick witty dialogue. There you go. Yeah. Endless, endless quick witty dialogue. 
This film is just fucking... It's basically a great big conversation. It's really long, but it's... it's like a Reservoir pre- Dogs. But it's a good yarn. Mm. Yeah, it's a good yarn. And there's some great actors in it. Um, Tim Roth is back in it, like back in Tarantino films, and he is bloody marvellous in it. Yeah. What happened? Why, why did Tim... Was it... Did the Hulk kill Tim Roth's career? Is that what it was? Yeah. I think people forget that he was in that. Mm. I think that was just a paycheck, wasn't it? Why? What, what happened to him then? What you, you treating like him being in a Tarantino movie is like, a, oh, he's had to go back to that. It's a fairly no, prestigious that, thing to do. Yeah, but the, the, he's been pretty much MIA for quite a while now. Well, yeah, but like people are always like, oh, I wonder what that guy's doing. You do two or three movies, you've probably made enough money to live off for the rest of your life. True. Well, uh, yeah, but he he's done fucking shitloads of TV series and stuff mm. in the interim. I think he just kind of wanted to do something else. I think he's now so synonymous with films like Pulp Fiction, Reservoir Dogs, the, and Rob Roy, and stuff like that. That you just, <laughs> 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 that you just that, that's all you think of, like when you think of him now. But actually, yeah. Hateful Eight, his that awful turn, Tim Burton Planet of the Apes. Yes. <laughs> oh my god, yeah. yeah. Uh, Such a bad movie, and of course the Hulk, also Fucking brilliant. Yeah, it, it literally does not make sense that movie. No, it doesn't make any sense. Which one? Planet of the Apes. It makes it. It does not work. Why? The, Why is less so than the the other ones? Just like how, like where is he? What time is he in? Why are there monkeys everywhere when he lands? It it, it does not make any sense. How did Mark Wahlberg become an astronaut? Yeah, yeah, <laughs> that too. He's not an astronaut. He's um, it's the Air Force. Oh really? Yeah, he's on like an Air Force space station, so he's an he's an Air Force pilot, not a not an astronaut. Unless you define an astronaut as like anyone who goes into space, but he doesn't work for NASA. No. <laughs> is, is, why is, do I remember that? Is it a sci-fi film, Russ? Mm, I think it thinks it is. Okay. But what it actually is <laughs> is shit. some monkeys. It is. No. <laughs> I mean, that is that is essentially Planet of the Apes in a nutshell. It Planet is. of the Apes. The original was definitely a sci-fi film. Really? Yeah. Yeah, definitely. I don't like your arbitrary deciding what is a sci-fi and what's But this is the point. I don't care if you like it or not. This is in my... I'm not saying these things are this or that. You know, get re, the, the, the films are like, the intersectionality of genre. The, they're not any one thing. So I don't like it when people try and say that a film is one thing over anything else. Yeah. But I like to decide for myself whether things are science fiction or not, and then I, I will just happily put them in that box. Okay, so what what film okay, what film would you Don't class go down as, this rabbit hole. what film would you class as sci fi that is obviously not sci fi? <laughs> and you're just doing to be a pretentious punt. <laughs> I don't think there are any. All all I really mean is just because something's it's, got spaceships in it. I'll be the judge of it. that. Yeah, basically. <laughs> yeah. Just because something has spaceships in it doesn't make it sci-fi. Uh, well, it does. No, but it doesn't. It does because it's. Well, no, but it does. Again, I don't give a shit okay. about your reasons. Well, in look, my head, according to my classification, Apollo thirteen sci-fi. No, it's not. <laughs> it's not sci-fi. And don't even. It's not a docudrama or anything yeah, like it that. Is. It's just. <laughs> it's just. It's sci-fi. It's pure science fiction. No, it's not. No one could go into space. And have a crash <laughs> and get back in one piece. It just doesn't happen. Crash in Apollo thirteen. It yeah, just they, doesn't. They exploded it, exactly. Slightly. Exactly. It doesn't happen. Exactly. It's it's not real. What? It's sci-fi. 
to, to anyone I listening, mean, why did we decide to do this? Um, it, it's I, uh, I mainly like doing it to fuck off Dan. Because it yeah. is pushing the boundaries of what we know in yeah. terms of... Interstellar is pure sci-fi. And it would Interstellar would still be sci-fi if they got into the singularity by stepping through a door and not going on a spaceship. Is but, gravity science fiction? No. Why? It's a character study. <laughs> but it's still sci-fi. It's not. It's not science fiction. It's, this, this is the, this is the belter. This one wins it. Russ is Star Trek sci-fi. No, not really. What? Fuck you. It's not, <laughs> just Star Trek is a fucking soap opera set on a spaceship. It's but it's a science fiction universe. There's, some <laughs> some episodes are more sci-fi than others, but a lot of them aren't really aren't. I'm pretty sure the whole basis of it is science <laughs> it's fiction. Star it's called Trek. Star Trek. <laughs> no, but some of the episodes are some of them are comedies, some of them are uh, thrillers, some of them are like detective mysteries. That it's not it's not a hundred percent sci-fi. I'm not going over this again. I don't need to defend myself. I just like to decide if things are science fiction this or not. All, this, is this for real? Yeah, it's all started because I called Firefly sci-fi. It is sci-fi. No, it's not. It's a western. In space. It's a sci-fi western. In yeah. space or not, doesn't fucking matter. <laughs> Do you think Star Wars is sci-fi? Star Wars is science fiction. No, it's not. It's fantasy. It's sci-fi fantasy. We have, look, we're having the exact same conversation we had on the last episode. <laughs> yeah. it's, 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 sci-fi. A, it's a fantasy story about a magic boy and his wizard friend. It's a sci-fi fantasy film. Yeah. Sci-fi fantasy film. <laughs> it's set in a galaxy far, far away with advanced technology. Matter. It's with advanced technology. It's <clears throat> science fiction. According to you, I believe that you believe that. It's, ah, to coin a phrase a great man your... once said a lot. If your classification of science fiction is, oh, it's got spaceships in it, that's fine for you. <laughs> no, but it's because it's outlandish that things are doing stuff that we technologically don't have the capability to do these days. Russ, mm-hmm. is, is almost a hallmark of science fiction. War, <clears throat> Therefore, you're is wrong. Is War of the Worlds sci-fi? Like the H.G. Wells War of the Worlds, not the one involving Tom Cruise. Um, um, and... Yeah, I think it is because it's exploring humanity's reaction to something bigger than itself. Well, that's science fiction. Yeah. Then why is this shit? Again, I, I don't give a shit. It's just if if I want to, this is how I consider things. I'm not like peti- Russ, I'm not getting do, on change dot org. I go my own way. <laughs> do, you, uh, do you pick the, the who 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 gets into the best comedy award at the Golden Globes by any chance? <laughs> Right. Um, I really like Dungeons and Dragons this year. There we go. Let's carry on with 2018. Um, thanks mostly to a podcast called Critical Role. Oh, you've never mentioned that at all. <laughs> is that sci-fi prick? Uh, just, uh, it kind of is actually, isn't it? No. Think about it. <laughs> it's really not. Um, podcasting, Dungeons and Dragons on podcast, got into it. Um, and it had a major effect on my life because it takes up a large chunk of it. Right, gay. <laughs> had a major effect on my life. Right. It it, every episode's four hours long, so it's... I literally don't understand how they have time to produce it. Do these people sleep? No. The, 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 the worst doesn't. thing is, this is... They, <clears throat> they do this and they're also voiceover actors. There can't be any more. They, they must are. be making a fortune off of the podcast. Oh, they, they are, but they still, they still do, like... I mean, one of them's McCree from Overwatch, so... 
how the hell does that happen? You know, how? you know that the person doing the voiceover, they don't have to be like on the mic every time someone's playing. Oh, is that not? They record it once <laughs> and it's sort of saved. I know, but he's he still had to do like other things that back up. Like they had an animated short at the um, at BlizzCon this year, for example. Mm-hmm. I hate to be the one to say it, but every time Russ talks, mm. his waveform is huge. Like yeah. Russ, oh, just... I'm just, just going to be way louder than everyone else. Yeah. Come on, maybe no. Okay, it was a minute ago. Yeah, maybe it was someone else. No, I'm sorry. Yeah. So yeah, Critical Role. Um, I, I fell in love with it this year. I I think I'd started listening to it at the end of last year. But this year really, really got into it. I went to a convention to meet half the cast, and 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 yeah, it's it's just fantastic, and I thoroughly recommend it to anyone. Do you think they remember yeah. you? No, I don't think they remember me. No, but they were. I would. You know, they keep talking about the London. Yeah, the London critters, and uh, you know, it's a couple of weeks down they, the line. I, I, I too, I thank Stan for getting me into Critical yeah. Role, and rediscovering a love for wanting to play Dungeons and Dragons. Yeah. I mean, on top of that with uh, the guy, I, I've, I'm trying to get back to playing Dungeons and Dragons again, <clears throat> but uh, in, instead, every now and then, it seems, uh, I find myself playing Starfinder with Dan from Adventure Authority Podcast uh, and a few of a few of mutual friends. Um, podcast friends! Podcast friends! Oh, friends! Oh, friends! Um, but... Um, that's Ooh. as close as I've got recently. But the Critical Role's been... Um, I, I've started uh, working somewhere new. The journey to work's considerably longer than it was. And I needed something that took up a large amount of time. And this does that. Yeah, it definitely does. Yeah. So uh, I start. I, I got really into it. And, and now I'm at a point where it's like... I treat it like any other TV series, really. Like there's exciting points and there's less exciting points. And... It's all almost totally random because it's all up to dice rolls, really. Really, really good. And Twenty-sided dice rolls, indeed. Yeah, and and it took. Um, it, it was a major part. Twenty eighteen for me was was this, and from this, uh, listening to other podcasts, watching YouTube videos, and, and all kinds of stuff. So yeah, so critical role. Thank you very much. Woo, yeah. woo. Twenty eighteen. Who's next? I think it's fair to say that 2018 has been a has been a long and hard year. <clears throat> yeah. I don't know why, but it feels like a hard year. It's because the world's burning. It's because yeah. the world is collapsing in on itself. And yeah. there are times when I sit back and think to myself, maybe instead of paying money to do certain things, I should have squirreled it away for the inevitable financial cataclysm that's about to hit us that's all. That's right. M- money will be worthless <clears throat> soon. We're going to be yeah. bartering rocks. Yeah. We are. And... Um, I then sit back and I think to myself, no, do you know what? Actually, the money I've spent on games, on good games, some of them I've spent full price on. Some of them I've spent like a pound or two pound on CEX. Mm. I have enjoyed those moments playing those games. Those have been little respites in the sun against a backdrop of what was an incredibly depressing 2018, (laughs) you know, in terms of what else was going on in the world. yeah, yeah. You know, um, Trump's presidency is just getting worse and more outlandish, and look, and people now are suggesting that he's probably going to resign in the next few weeks because of the fact that um, his lawyer is now showing them all paperwork that conclusively proves that <laughs> he was going to be involved in Russia. Brexit looms over us like a monolithic terror um, yeah. on the horizon, and all of this stuff. <clears throat> I think to myself, do you know what I really enjoyed? 
I enjoyed it when I was playing Abzu. <laughs> and I was going deeper and deeper into the bottom of the I ocean. Love Abzu. Yeah, and yeah. those massive, massive fucking whales suddenly dwarf you and the camera zooms right out and your little diver play your your little diver character is just like, you know, literally just runs their hand along yeah. the side of the whale or the shark or something like that. Just really nice little moments like that. And I just think to myself, do you know what? I'd much rather sit back and remember that about twenty eighteen than all the rest of the shit that was yep. going on. Yeah. So, you know, Fuck you, 2018. 2019 <laughs> had better be better. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, yeah, totally agree. Well, a- anyone got any more? I've got a few more, so yeah, I mean, I've got, got like a bunch of stuff that I enjoyed this yeah, year. Exactly. Yeah. Just do it like a We Didn't Start the Fire esque, like Billy Joel song. Duncan, what are you going to say, buddy? <laughs> Duncan, um, we didn't start the fire. <laughs> <laughs> uh, yeah, well, I. I suppose I've just not paid attention to the news deliberately so I could actually enjoy 2018 because yeah. it's not actually been, it has its ups and downs, but it's been an all right year. Um, I mean, I could go on and thank this podcast, but I won't. Um, oh, thanks. I will. <laughs> <laughs> um, just wanted to call out this podcast I, as being a real low point. We were going to do the whole getting engaged with your local comic mm bookshop or yeah or them more than that i have actually been going and visiting especially since moving to glasgow or near glasgow uh visiting more comic book shops or if yeah. i've been somewhere going and finding their uh, local uh comic store and that that has been really good so i have to say thanks guys that mm. was that's been encouraging um that's also because i've been looking out wanting to you know, it's easy to buy some stuff online um, from like something like Amazon or eBay, but going out and actually supporting a small high street business is a lot more fun, mm. and you just get different things. Um, you know, meet different people, but you just it's a completely different experience and so uh, finding comic i'm going to big big shout out to comic crazy if you're in paisley i would go there it is a really cool place and mainly i've been going in because i wanted to get well uh the exploding kittens expansion pack for my sister's christmas present <laughs> um but also i was like oh, i really want resistance and then emma really wanted the game saboteur and this year i uh, bought uh Love letters. Mm-hmm. Um, I miss This is also thanks, Dan, for introducing me to these and encouraging me to explore these uh, games. And uh, so we've enjoyed love letters. Uh, got Emma's getting. Uh, well, she knows this. She saw me buy a uh, kittens in a blender, mm-hmm. which looks like quite an entertaining game. Um, I was in York very recently, and York is actually York made me feel very Christmassy. They had an amazing Christmas market going on. Uh, it was lots of actually a lot of pies but uh there's a really cool shop there called the traveling man really recommend going in there um and it's just immense yeah it's such a, uh, there was so many games in there i mean obviously a good comic selection but there was just so many games it was it was like i, I could buy all of these of course Chris Cool Roll has meant that I've been going in also looking at Dungeons and Dragons um, stuff going, yeah, kind of really want that. Um, but the Travelling Man, there's a really cool thing about the Travelling Man. One of their regulars it was one of the developers of Worms. 
Nice. And oh wow, Team Seventeen. Yeah. yeah. And awesome. He went to. He obviously he had been to some product, one of the worms launches or something, and he had managed to get a, a collection of cuddly toy worms. <laughs> and so they're all scattered around the shop. Uh, it's just—it uh, was just so cool to see a cuddly toy worm. Who doesn't want a cuddly toy worm? It'd be very cool. So yeah, like a, a worms very, very cool two style worm, the sort of the cuter ones. Yeah, it was the nice cute ones. Uh, it was very cool. Um, so yeah, I'm very grateful for our yeah discovering our high street. we well, being able to now discover properly uh, high street. Uh, well, I suppose geeky shops, but yeah. there's one called Geekaboo and stuff like that. So, big shout out. Excellent. Comic Crazy. Check it out. Yeah. Awesome. Anyone got any more? I used to fucking love worms. Yeah, worms yeah. is great, yeah. Got loads more. Cool. Uh, we, like quickly rattle through a few like TV series and stuff? that we've. How, how long have we been banging on for? This is uh, 55 minutes. Oh, okay. So, I've got like a few of the TV shows that I really loved this yes. year. So going way back to January, yeah. Derry Girls is one of the best things I've ever seen. What is it? Have you? Did you not watch it? No. Fucking brilliant. It's okay. uh, set in the nineties in in Derry, mm-hmm. London Derry, uh, and it's Are they girls, basically. Yeah. So it's kind of centered around sort of five uh, kind of secondary school age girls, but in this is sort of when there were still like soldiers on the streets of Ireland, and it's it, so it is sort of set with the background of the IRA and the Troubles and it is amazing it's fucking hilarious and it's one of those things that like it's just 25% funnier because they're Irish <laughs> yeah something about the like the, the the accents and the turn of phrase that they all have it's it's absolutely sublime that is well if you haven't watched that genuinely seriously recommend it it's on all four okay um, it's fucking brilliant uh, Kunk on Britain oh yeah oh I love God, that. incredible I love incredible um it would be perfect anyway, but what truly knocks it into the stratosphere is that every single episode she'll be talking about something and then you realise that she's talking about the 1970s BBC sitcom Brushstrokes <laughs> and then they play the entire introduction <laughs> sequence to Brushstrokes. Every fucking episode. <laughs> It's incredible. Uh, I started watching This Country this year. Oh, yeah, yeah. I watched like the first episode of it when it first came out, and I didn't kind of really get into it, but I've, I've <clears throat> really grown to love that. That is amazing. Uh, so we watched the whole thing, and then there was a recent sort of follow-up special um, that was on just a, a few weeks ago. Uh, love that show. It's amazing. Uh, this year we were treated to... What is, in my opinion, the best series of Taskmaster we've ever had. And I that agree. is saying something. I agree. Yeah. I'm with you. After a concerning dip in quality in the previous series. Mm. Um, with just a, a lack of chemistry between the, the contestants, this series was by far the best they've ever done. Mm. Uh, New Queer Eye was this year. Yeah, it's good. Jesus, that's good. We're saving series two to watch in January when we need something to cheer us up yeah uh, and The Expanse watched all of The Expanse this year oh my god The Expanse fuck me it's incredible it's the oh. 
So the expanse, yes, Dan, we know. The expanse <laughs> takes my award as the best TV show of the year. Uh, it, and only season three yeah. came out this year. And really, in this country, it didn't come out. So, I mean, it's it's really, I mean, it's it's so good that I watched it despite Dan recommending it. <laughs> I hate that people do that. That's such <laughs> you, you just get way too enthusiastic. I'm sorry that I enjoy things. That's that's that's. Oh, sorry are you, that. you going to watch The Expanse? Can I come around your house and watch your face while you watch it? <laughs> no, no, I never do that though. I don't actually. No, I just, peer just threaten it. Right, Dan, finish us off. Are we got. Are we still well, got a fair say, bit left. More things. Um, I, I have to go to bed out. soon. <laughs> Oh god, yeah, big mouth. That's what I watched. Big mouth. Fantastic. Absolutely awesome. Yeah, totally agree. Uh, Haunting of Hill House. Was, Got a bit of windy pops this evening. Was yeah, me too. Uh, was uh, one of the better TV series I watched this year. Um, still, kind of stays with me, and I still like looking up like the theories that even the cast members have because they didn't tell them anything that happened in it. Mm-hmm. Um, Going to conventions, something I haven't done in years, but I've done twice this year and thoroughly enjoyed it. The people at conventions are absolutely fantastic and much better than they used to be. Um, they used to be... Just better people. Better people. They're much friendlier anyway. People are nicer now than they used to be at conventions. And I bet the old school convention dicks are really like, oh God, convention, yeah. conventions have been totally ruined now. Yeah, basically, yeah. Um, I played Florence... Which was a great game, mobile game, worth playing. Mm-hmm. Uh, Forza Horizon Four, Forza Forza, Forza Forza, fantastic game. In terms, of, I didn't do much gaming. Um, played some Red Dead Redemption. Oh, I played The Witcher Three. Jesus Christ! Right, enough about that. Yeah, we've played, we've talked about that enough. Um, <laughs> you played Gwent. I played a lot of Gwent. You played a lot of Gwent. <laughs> um, we became a podcast network rather than a podcast on our own. Way the yep. empire. Yep, the empire. When with theatrical cut now part of that. Well, apparently, in a few years' time, according to some future wormhole yeah. email, we're going to be world leaders in the next five years. Or yeah, so. yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. Right. That. Who fucking knew? We haven't had any more of those emails recently. It's weird. Oh, it's it's yeah. strange. <laughs> <laughs> um, the return of James Gunnlist as well. That was a treat. Yeah, yeah. I suppose so. You never yeah. see him though. I never see him. Yeah. Too uh, busy emptying myself. <laughs> In so many different ways, mm. um, yeah. I mean, it's, it's been a it's been a good year in terms of forcing myself to go out and actually do things that I wouldn't normally do, um, rather than just sit on my ass and play on the Xbox. Like I've played less games, but I've gone out and done things instead. And a lot of that mm. is thanks to like people like Theatrical Cut, yeah, and listening to things like Critical Role and, and all that kind of thing. Any more for any more? See what I mean, though. That's yeah. th- that's the that's the thing about this mm. year is that they have been. It's it's actually been a year of good moments yeah. rather than a generally good year. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah, yeah, totally yeah. agree. Mm. Unless, uh, you know, Duncan, obviously you are expecting a, a, a member of your family, which I think is wonderful. It must have been a fantastic beacon in the year for you. Yeah. Um, t- Duncan, what, what more have you got to say? You got to say something. Well, you know, I have enjoyed discovering podcasts. Mm-hmm. Um, I've really got into podcasts. True. Um, and... You know, last year was also listening to a lot of the last podcasts and left. We've mentioned Critical Role. Uh, I really loved uh, Death in Ice Valley. I thought it oh, was really an good. amazing series. Yeah. And I've just started um, listening to Teacher's Pet as well, which is the one that everyone's been banging on about, mm-hmm. which is really good. Oh, I haven't... What's that about? It's the one, it's the true crime one where by the end they actually solve the cold case. Um, and ah. so spoilers but it, it's meant to be it's meant to be amazing I've just listened to the first two episodes um, about a woman that went missing in Australia 
I mean, I, I, I have heard the advert for that. Mm. I need to get listen to that. I've Russ got me on to listening to the Butterfly Effect. That's amazing and, as well. Yeah, that was amazing. And there's another one that I really <laughs> enjoy called Talk Spooky. Talk Spooky to me. And um, I would recommend giving them a listen. It's two, two lasses and uh, it's quite good. I quite like getting into our British podcast. I mean, mm. well, obviously there's my dad wrote a porno, but... Um, yeah, they talk spooky to me. We'd also highly recommend. I'm, I'm looking forward to. Uh, I haven't listened to the trailer for the last days of August, mm. which is going to be really, definitely, really upsetting. But, yeah, uh, it should be quite interesting. Yeah, podcasts. Yeah, would have thought. Love pretty good. Podcasts, yeah, definitely. Um, a few other thoughts. Anyone got anything to add before? We... Have you Have you listened to the Onions Piss Take podcast? Of, of the whole true crime thing. No. You should definitely listen to it. I think I'd really Because it. it rips yeah. apart the, all the conventions of of the podcast that you listen to. Mm. So it's called, called A Very Fatal Murder. There's only like eight episodes. It's very good. The ones the ones I tend to listen to don't take it that seriously. This is when like, the last podcast is very different from like Serial, <laughs> for example. Yeah, it's, it's really going, it's going after like Serial yeah, and yeah. Making a Murder and all that sort of stuff. Uh, speaking of true crime, though, like in terms of documentaries, uh, The Keepers is harrowing, so that's fun. Um, and then you've got Evil Genius, which was really, really good. Uh, and then a true crime TV series, you've got Mindhunter came out this year as well, which was fantastic. A lot of lot of good Netflix series came out this year. <laughs> yeah. um, uh, a couple of people have um, sent in their thoughts. David from the Adventure Authority podcast says... Red Dead was great, but not online. The season finale of Politics has been fun, but it's a bit of a cliffhanger. And Battle Royale games got boring. The Cineworld Pass is awesome, but altogether, all the films blend together. Yeah. He's right. The season... I, I would say Battle Royale games have always been boring, and what happened this year is people realised that they're boring. Yeah. But he, he is right about the season finale of Politics. is is proving to be a bit of a nail-biter. So. I mean, it might just be the season finale of Humanity. Yeah, that's, that's concerning as well. Uh, also, we had in terms of TV series this year, um, Lucy watched National Lampoon's Christmas for the first time. For the first time? Yep. Oh my God, that is one of the best films ever made. Yep. Uh, Sonia watched both versions of Suspiria from Theatrical Cut. Mm-hmm. Uh, she never watched the original one and then went and watched the second one as well. Uh, Steve, uh, Far Cry 5 was one of the games he really enjoyed this year. Hmm. Uh, and in terms of TV series, Lucy also said Haunting of Hill House and Sabrina, and for me, the continuation of Riverdale has been important as well. <laughs> <laughs> oh, one last thing, Duncan Synthwave. 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 Is yeah. <laughs> just amazing. Particularly Carpenter Brute. Yeah. Yeah, but yeah. Particularly Carpenter Brute. Um, I mean, actually. I know you hate them, but Muse have been doing quite a bit similar stuff, and uh, some of their videos have been uh, no, we highlight. Muse have been trying Emma to cash would... in on something. Anyway, let's. Just... <laughs> uh, I, I mean, la- talking of podcasts, some of the last podcasts on the left this year have been epically, brilliantly funny. It yep. has probably been one of their best years, and. If you haven't listened to the latest one, which is the Book of Revelations. <laughs> oh my God, it's, it's one of their best. They go into the Book of that Revelations. It's the most hilarious one. <laughs> oh, I've got a new uh, 
thing. I know people don't like. I have heard a few folks say they don't like the term ruffle. You know, roll around, roll on the floor, <laughs> uh, laughing. I've decided uh, that there should be a new one, which is uh, kicking my little legs, laughing. Fair enough. Because let's face it, that is what I do when I laugh quite a lot. Is my little legs get going? Come all. Come on. It doesn't roll off the tongue quite as well. Sadly. It's hard to pronounce three L's in a row. Mm. Yeah, the Welsh manage it. Um, <laughs> people should watch The Endless and Resolution. That's something I watched this year as well. Absolutely fantastic films. And The, the Endless is now on Netflix. Mm-hmm. One of the best films I've seen this year. So, yeah. Um, that's about it. There's, I'm sure there's loads I've missed. It's been a good year for. Yeah, we, we don't need to just list every single thing we've done this year. Things we enjoyed though was mm-hmm. the kind of the point of it. So, but yeah, conventions, Dungeons and Dragons, movies, pretty much been my year. Would never have guessed. One last thing, 2019. What are we looking forward to? What are we hoping for? I'm looking forward to the big list of survival horror games that are coming out next. Oh, there's year. a lo- there is a massive <clears throat> list of there's them. There's absolutely yeah. loads. Um, I'm not going to list and reel them off, mm. but. There's a few that we've had trailers for. There's that one set in World War One, yeah, uh, with the excellent trailer in the rain, with that huge thing climbing yeah. into the trench. Brilliant. Um, but there's but there's tons of other horror games. I'm really looking forward to those. And I think, um, yeah, 2019 perk up is all mm. I can say. Crackdown. We've got a load of Xbox games that are supposedly coming out soon. So yeah. And I'm looking forward to seeing what they chuck onto Game Pass. Yeah, Game Pass has been excellent. Yeah, I mean they've just chucked uh, Ashen and Below onto Game Pass. <gasps> Got to try those. Yeah, Below is. I played about an hour, hour and a half today. It's really, really good. So I'm looking forward to playing more of that as well. Sweet. Yeah. Looking forward to getting some some hardware announcements next year. Yeah, yeah, well, it's coming as well because they've mm. they've announced the code names, haven't they, for the the two new Xbox consoles, which yeah. is uh, Lockhart and Anaconda. I'm presuming oh. if you get the the cheapy one that doesn't have a disc drive. Mm. So I own games on a disc. I'm yeah. presuming that there would be some way to transfer them to the discless I'd imagine machine. So, yeah. I don't know how you'd do that. I don't know. You'd yeah. probably have to play it. I don't know how you. Well, do it. the backwards compatible <laughs> stuff doesn't really require discs, does it? No, mm. but you do have to sort of prove that you own it in somehow. Mm. Maybe there'll be, be like, like a that. serial number yeah. on the back of the box or something. I don't know. Don't know. We can but speculate. I'm sure, but basically, they, they will do it because otherwise everyone will be pissed off. And like, I won't buy this console because I'll still almost certainly be playing Red Dead. <laughs> we haven't even mentioned Red Dead, have we? Well, I don't feel like qualified to because I'm, st- I'm still on like chapter two. Yeah, of same. It. <laughs> I'm, I'm thoroughly I enjoying it. I just get so distracted. I yeah, try same. so hard. I like last night I had. I got a, a perfect buffalo hide on the back of my horse so i was like right i'm gonna go to the trapper i'm gonna sell it to him he's gonna make me a fucking hat out of it set the waypoint toddled off and i just got distracted by so much shit going on that it took me the best part of two hours and then when i was about like i could see him he was on the other side of the river from me my horse got distracted by something fell off a cliff I died. <laughs> All the stuff that was piled up on the back of the horse disappeared. That's so annoying. It's very annoying. That's so annoying. Mm. That's oh, it. I'm, just, I'm very annoyed at my horse. <laughs> my horse is in trouble at the moment. Nothing I'm looking forward to. Uh, Casino Royale Secret Cinema. Mm. Mm. Definitely. Yeah, that, that should be fun. Yeah. yeah. 
There we go. Anyone, well, anyone, anyone? Do you think they'll do that where like the audience has to sit on chairs with the bottoms cut out and then somebody will come along and paddle your ball? <laughs> I hope so. That's the only reason I'm going. We can, but it's, ver- it's very immersive. We yeah. can, but I hope yeah, it's very, very immersive. Very well thought out. You will literally feel everything. Okay. Your <laughs> testicles will literally rupture at yeah. times. <laughs> well, there we go. And that is it. Happy New Year yeah. to all y'all. Yeah. Um, if you want to follow us on Facebook, it's www.facebook.com forward slash TMT008. If you want to follow us on Twitter, it is at 2MT008. And if you want to follow us on Instagram, the tag is at TMT008. Don't forget to listen to our very sexual <laughs> sister pod, Theatrical Cut, which of course is... Oh, it's uh, Theatrical Cut Pod on Instagram, Theatrical Cut on Twitter, although they're not really on Twitter, thinking about it. Um, I'm on it this week. Hey. Yeah, I, we're t- I'm talking about my top... Well, Give the collective miss, top ten films of the year. Yeah, very nice. Yeah. And that is it. Happy New Year, motherfuckers. Happy New Year. And may you watch many sci-fi films, although apparently, according to Russ, yeah. none of them really exist. Bye! 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 Happy New Year!